0: You. Fridge Podcast, hello, and welcome to another weekly episode of the Beer Fridge Podcast. Real beer, real breweries, real opinions. As always, wherever you listen to this episode, make sure you subscribe, hit that ding a a link to be notified of all the latest episodes. You can show your support by dropping us a five stars, much appreciated. And you can show your official support by heading to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash beer fridge podcast, where you can get access to exclusive content and much more. Patreon.com forward slash beer. Bridge Podcast. My name is Gavin. I've got my usual drinking buddies in the form of Callum and MD. Good evening.
1: Hello, hello. Good eve. And tonight... Oh, what was that, good eve? Good eve. Um, <laughs> we're bringing in the central tones tonight, that's what it is. Hmm. Um... There's something. <laughs> uh,
0: I don't know. Central well, you tones know, I, that no. fucking necklace. Jesus. Oh, come on. You, you
1: said you weren't going to say anything. Um, Mr. T is the fool. Anyway, the... Um... <laughs> Tonight, well, I'm a uh, pleasure to say we're joined by David uh, from, here we go, uh, Ilkimi slash Spey Valley slash Broughton slash uh, uh, Consolidated Craft Breweries. Hello, David. How are you doing? Good evening. Hi, guys. I
2: Thanks for having me on again. <laughs> I forgot,
1: it's his second time, um, Ruth turn of the Mac, um, and then the, we're also joined by Phil from Simple Things Fermentation. How you doing, Phil? Uh,
3: yeah, I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me on.
1: You're very welcome. You're welcome. Uh, it's, um, we're on for a specific reason, other than we've tying two breweries together for once. We're promoting, I suppose, a collaboration between you two, and we're going to get stuck into Is this that.
0: the first and, time we've had two breweries on at the same time?
1: Well, other than birthday um, podcasts where we had everybody and their dog on the podcast, I think, mm. and um, we... I think... Yeah, I think this is, this is the first time the podcast has been based around a collaboration from two breweries, uh, mm. so yeah, mm. we're... we're first thing for everything I suppose mm, Yeah, nice um, yeah so we'll get stuck into that I, I, I kind of want to start like everybody's got a beer I think it's always important to start on what we're drinking if we are on or in fact drinking so um, David as a guest what are you drinking because um, I think you're going to tell me you're on some beautiful thing that you've made and created yourself isn't it
2: no I haven't <laughs> <laughs> brought any beer made by me whatsoever tonight. I have got nothing but guest beers. I went to my local beer shop, Against the Grain in Elgin, and I picked myself up half a dozen um, likely looking numbers, um, which uh, from the Colonel, I've bought a collaboration, a couple of um, fierce beers and an epochal. So this first one is a kernel odor beer, Nelson Sauvin at four point nine percent. And uh, it's absolutely gorgeous. It's as you would expect, it's smooth, it's grapefruity, um just a delight. It wouldn't,
1: have, it wouldn't mate, be Nelson, Nelson? The, it wouldn't like the kernel to hit a good beer though, would it? Nah. Fucking <laughs> howling beers. Uh. No, no. <laughs> My mate Nelson and the Colonel. What could go wrong? Absolutely nothing. That's for sure. So, delish. Cal, on, what you on, my man? Well, it's the,
4: it's the oh. carry on, David. Sorry.
2: No, I was just going to say it's the lowest of the the ones that I bought this evening at four point nine. How
4: is Jimmy going? Wait, where you on, Cal? Um, I'm on uh, vocation's roll with it, so we've spoken about that numerous occasions. Uh, Citra Amarillo, it's a fantastic fridge filler. Got um, to see off Tesco, um, and yeah, it's a bit interesting because these these are the ones that I bought last weekend and put them in the freezer and then forgot about them for four <laughs> days and went back to solid cans of uh, beer that miraculously hadn't uh, hadn't exploded everywhere. So uh, props to vocation for that. Um, but this is now safely thawed and it uh, hasn't affected the taste any. So just yep, defrosting,
0: defrosting for a week. Is that an
1: Eisen, Eisenbach Vocations Pale Ale? I don't know <laughs> how that combination that works. But, uh, no, nice one. Uh, what you Phil, got, Delk? Well, I mean, I'll go. Um, I'm on. I, I had to kind of do this just because of guests included, but I have um, David's Not So Bitter from uh, Spay Valley Brewery. Um, four point four percent. I can admit David is extremely bitter. Uh, to be honest, but that's not a reflection on the beer. It's just the the person that the beer's based on. So, um, this is a a really simple, um, well balanced beer for me. It's um got the right side of. It's got a slight bitterness to it, but it's um it's all malty. Um, it's got a lovely, it's kind of, it's got like a sweetness that goes along with it, kind of biscuity. Uh, four point four percent. It's not my first beer of the day. I managed to get a cheeky wee pint of uh, extra black from Campervan and Ryrie's when I was um, researching earlier. Uh, but it's, it's a lovely starter for the podcast. That's for sure. The
0: research, research, oh. I know. Lovely use of the word there. I'll jump in before we hear what Phil is enjoying this evening. I um, managed to somehow, I don't know how, uh, in the north of France, managed to get a a can of Big Swally. And I bought every single one in the shop. Um, For the simple reason, I did not think I was getting this beer uh, down here. So it's the the Big Swally, the... um, The beer that the boys, Calm and uh, Scott, managed to sample at the Big Swally Festival in collaboration with Overtone and the Caledonian Craft Beer Merchant. It is a lovely, lovely DDH dipper. Candy floss, um, a lot of kind of orange peel, a wee bit of kind of grapefruit coming through as well. It didn't have the kind of what I like to call the overtone body, it was a wee bit lighter than what I usually love from overtone is that nice big thick body. However, still nice, still loving and pleasant and still smashing absolutely every can. It's my last can, uh so it's a sad day um for me personally. But beer itself was tremendous. So I appreciate your recommendation, cow. Um Yeah mate,
4: I, I I think to find out exactly what I thought of that beer you should probably go back on Instagram and um and and watch the video because I was steaming
0: so I can't really remember what it tasted like. So <laughs> absolutely bust And quite right. Rightfully so. Phil, what are you enjoying? I thought you said
2: peg swally. You
0: said peg swally. <laughs> <laughs> Big swally. Apologies. Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Uh, Phil, what you got to see with uh, me? What, what
3: see me so I was obviously going to drink the beer that we made yeah. with alchemy, a nice uh, 3.8% sessionable number, but uh, I'd already drunk everything that was in the fridge because it's <laughs> just too tasty. But luckily, I happened to have a different collaboration that we've done that's also 3.8% and sessionable. It's the one that we did with Exhale earlier in the year. We went down to Walthamstow and did a beer down there with them and it was uh, a, a blossom wit, so a Belgian wit with uh, some Scottish heather blossom and some lemon, lemon verbena. Um, uh, it's really nice. It's got that kind of Belgian wit fruitiness. It's got a little bit of sweet spiciness, and you've got that kind of floral thing from the the Scottish heather. Uh, Yeah, it's delicious. And we had a great day brewing it with them. Uh, So another good collaboration example. It's not my first beer of the day either. I was in chilling this afternoon (laughs) with Neil, our designer. And so I had a a couple of tasty bits and pieces, including uh, an apocle down there. So yeah, a good beer day so far. Research correct research exactly that's what it's 100%. all about it's nothing more important <laughs>
0: that's what I tell the masses when beer just comes to the door every, like every day every week <laughs> just research it. just research honestly like bank, the bank balance is absolutely fine do not worry about it absolutely fine mortgages paid I promise But <laughs> 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 right, let's say we've got uh, Phil and David um, from SDF and Alchemy on the podcast this evening to talk about the collaboration beer Um I think it's about time we probably get to the point and we talk about the beer. Um, what is it and what was the inspiration behind the beer, film?
3: So it's a Scottish Heavy, a 70 shilling. Um, and like always, it's a bit difficult to pinpoint exactly where the inspiration came from other than getting together for a few drinks and chucking a few ideas around. Yeah. And we had a couple of ideas to begin with. Um, and this was the one that we sort of came together on I suppose we've done uh, a 60 shilling before and an 80 shilling so I've always been keen to do a 70 shilling and it's probably the least hip of all beers Mm -hmm. so if you're going to do one of those better drag somebody else down with you (laughs) so we thought we'd uh, do it with somebody else and also it is it's always going to be a tricky beer to get right I think so two heads are better than one yeah. Um it's three point eight percent, it's malt focused. It's you know, it's never gonna be the the, the sexiest and most uh the, the fastest beer to disappear off the shelf. Yeah. But if you go about it in the right way, it's it's a fantastic thing. Same as the, the sixty shilling, which we did was one of the first beers we did actually, and it proved to be a, a, a hit. So that straight away back then gave me confidence that you can do these Scottish styles if you do them properly and you can make a success of them. And the 80 shilling we've done uh, a couple of times, well, a few times now, and that's turned out to be a bit of a, a sort of ongoing favourite. So, yeah, I suppose we had the confidence to to go for the, the, the middle child. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, you do have to put a bit of thought into what you're going to do to just stop it becoming this kind of boring, insipid, malt driven thing and yeah, together we got there. I think it's, I'm really pleased, really pleased with the way it's turned out. Um, You've got to accentuate the malt, you've got to give it a nice, crisp, clean fermentation. Uh, We used Archer Hops, an English hop variety. Uh, It's not a a traditional English hop variety, it's a reasonably modern one Um, and that we've used before in sort of multi beers. It's got an orange kind of floral uh, note that happens to go really well with uh, with kind of a malt character like this. Um, yeah. We use a pinch of coriander, um, which we used in the 60, and I thought was definitely the kind of secret ingredient. You don't really pick it out. It, you wouldn't, uh, I think, maybe if you're some kind of super taster you might find it, but you'd have to be really on it with your palate to to sort of go, Oh yeah, there's coriander in there. Uh but it just adds a layer of complexity. And I think that's what it's all about. If you don't have that complexity in a, a sort of three three and a bit percent beer, it can just be a little bit one dimensional. Uh yeah. but if you if you build these kind of layers, then it ends up being more than the sum of its parts. And I think that's kind of where we've got to with this beer. Uh, so, yeah, really happy with it.
0: I think that's something that sometimes people forget about beers. And when they're looking, when you get a can, you pour a beer and you, you go on untapped, you're, you're looking at a label and it says X hops and this malt and that yeast. And they're like, oh, I'm not getting that, I'm not getting that. And that's not coming through in the beer. But sometimes it's not meant to come through the beer. It's there to mm-hmm. complement things. It's there to help boost other aspects of the beer, um which
3: you not. that's right it doesn't have to always be the ah. star of the show a bit like our previous collaboration with the cinnamon bun brown ale it you know the first thought we had with that was cinnamon buns in the kettle um but then you sort of take a step well first of all that wouldn't have been true to the sort of beer that we've done so far it would have been a the whole, I mean, just doing a cinnamon bun brown ale was a bit of a departure, but that was enough of a departure. And we needed to kind of bring it to something that was a bit more within our usual kind of comfort zone. Yeah. And so rather than having it all about that, it was let's make it a brown ale with some of that going on alongside. And uh, that's kind of what we tried to do. I think a little bit. It's, uh, it, it's not just go right out there and it's, it's more about let's make. Primarily a beer with some interesting bits and pieces happening alongside it. Yeah, definitely.
0: From your your side, David, uh, obviously the other side of the collaboration, what one attracted to the collaboration and your story behind the beer as well?
2: Well, to be honest with you, I didn't really have a a huge amount to do with it in the start. It was actually MD who coordinated everything and the the boys in the brewery. And um, so, you know, I was uh, I was uh, aware of what was going on, um, and I just kind of sat back and, and let it all unfold because th- th- there wasn't really any decision that that made me think, no, I don't think you should be doing that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes when you've got uh, people you know and trust um, working alongside you, you, you 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 give them their head and you just let them um, see. You know, see what they want to do. I, I did raise an eyebrow to begin with at the, the the idea of a seventy shilling. I thought, well, oh, we'd we'd done one um, the previous year, mm-hmm. um, and it was okay. It was good, um, but I don't know. I think we, we'd we'd kind of not market, market them into the company and going. You have not got a hazy IPA. You need a hazy IPA. I know. How does a folk that will make a hazy IPA? Right, so what's our first collaboration? All oh, right, it's the Sunday Shelley. Right, great, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> we done there. Um, I've I've got uh, map. but 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 what basically have, basically what happened was they'd got uh, the brewers together who all like traditional styles, um, and Cameron loves a, a, a you know a, a, a twiggy brown beer. He loves his traditional beers, um, and it was like, well, let's you know, it's that's the whole point of collaboration is you get together and you you look at what you what you like and you know you, you don't just jump straight for the for the hype you you, right. you sometimes you sometimes have to take a step back and say right well what is the hype why is it the hype and actually you know you know all, a lot of these beers and i love these haze boys trolls that you see on and <laughs> are just like these beers are all exactly the same right because they're all using exactly the same yeast and exactly the same hops and exactly the same malts in a slightly different ratio with a slightly different water profile and then maybe mash slightly but essentially they taste not identical but really fucking similar nice. Um, and there's no getting away from it that there is nothing um, really tastes similar to a 70 shilling so you know if you're going to do something that is unique and you're going to do something that's a jump off point for a, a relationship start doing something that you both are interested in and start doing something that's that is gonna be a bit different, and as I said, you know we're having these interesting ingredients like and um adding that to it, you know, I've noticed I do quite a lot of tastings and beer and whiskey pairings, and it's quite amazing how many um flavors end up popping out at you when you're pairing beers with other things with food or whatever mm-hmm. um that they're not there individually, so it's not there in the whiskey or it's not there in the food, and it's not there in the in the beer, but when you have them together, you're like, boom, yeah. Where the hell did that come from? So you know the coriander will probably pop out again when it's paired with something, if it's not immediately apparent just now. And yeah, that's that? one of the the wonderful things about.
0: It is one of the one is one of the things about beer. It's it's such a complex thing. And like you said, David, like it's always nice to zig instead of zag. That of fall in the trend, mm. MD. Like you said, like David said, you are um, somewhat an orchestrator in this in this beer. Um, <laughs>
1: Yeah,
0: David, somewhat.
1: somewhat. Yeah, no, I was. Um, I, I kind of reached out to fill in that conductor
2: um, more than orchestrator.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was. I, I've got to admit, David's kind of summed up perfectly. I reached out with the thought of I want to do a cold IPA. That was in my that was first chain of thought for me. I want to do something quite modern <clears throat> in terms of uh, juicy, but like you know, funky. Um, you know, as Cameron would say, a funky lager. What's make... the
2: gap in the portfolio? Yeah, and
1: let's do something like that. Um And even when we sat down at Froth and Flame with everybody, we had the brewers and everybody in, you know, we sat and had a couple of beers, and I went to the toilet having cold IP on <laughs> the top of the list and came back and was like, right, we're brewing a 70. like, What? <laughs> How? How? Tell me what? Why? When? Where did this happen? Well, Um, I went for a pish, and it just
0: came to me, and I just uh, went, "Fuck it."
1: Um, yeah. Well, they had decided it when I was away. That was the funny thing, and I was just like, "Cool." And like, it makes perfect sense in a way, you know. It's like it's it's a branch between two. It is a collaboration between two breweries at the end of the day. It needs to fit both people's uh, like the breweries' personalities. It needs to meet the brewers. Personalities, because that's um, they're the ones that are making it. At the end of the day, I was just being typical sales guy. I want to go out and sell something funky and cool. Um, and yeah, then the seventy shilling came about. Um, so the thing is, I, I'm I'm actually drinking it just now, so I can sort of collaborate everything that um, kind of Phil mentioned. It is really complex for three point eight percent. It's got a lovely. Um, kind of it's got the, what you say It's it's malt forward like you would expect it is so soft like i can't explain how soft it is like you're drinking it and it's as if uh I, you know it's got this like kind of like i want to say creaminess to it but i i can't wait to try it in on I'll cask
2: wait. that's
1: the next thing on cask and then
2: but for well, me, you're the... going to have to move fast because it has been a boom. At absolute, it, it's practically sold out. Um, the I'm cast, not... the, the, the I think that the um, excuse me, the uh, the team did, You know, we, we I think everybody's done a great job. You know, the the the. Be oh, it is the new is the new sales team doing a
0: better job? You know, but... <laughs>
3: <laughs> I had it. I was no I <laughs> it was all pre-sold before I left. not start.
1: It was all pre-sold. You've seen that coming. So, sorry, sorry, but sorry, I, Anne. I think, yeah. was, I
2: think it was. Antici- I think there's been great anticipation. that You know, Wokingham has a fantastic reputation for cast um, across Edinburgh. Mark, I think you'll you'll agree. You know, what I mean, there's very, very there's fact. You know, very little negativity, if any um comes back when you talk about Alchemy and Cast beer. Um, and it's what the brewers the brewers enjoy brewing it, they enjoy drinking it. Um and it comes across in the product. And you know, like since I got involved with alchemy, um there's there's a there's a huge amount of love for the brand. Um it's having been something of a an innovator in its in its day but it's kinda of sort of settled into this Position with cask where you know people really they, they know it they you know they they, rel- they can basically rely on as any look badge on it it's going to be drinkable pint after pint after pint mm-hmm. and um, yeah as soon as you say Yo, we're we're doing something cool we're doing something that's it's, it's traditional but it's also mm-hmm. modern we're doing it with as um, as collaboration with. You know, I, 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 a brewery who also respect traditional styles, you know, there's there's not going to be it's not going to be a bad beer. And uh, every single customer that we spoke to was just like, yeah, give us one, give us two, give us seven. Um, you know, and uh, it was pretty much all gone. I think we've got four casks left in total. That's it.
0: Nice. I think the flip side of it as well, like, um, like you see, you've got. You've got... I Elkman, you've got Cameron, like you said, who's, who's super into the, the cast stuff as well and you, you pair that up with the likes of STF and yourself, Phil I think that it just the level of the beer, when you just look at it from afar, before you even taste it, your, your expectation is already going to be pretty high of it um, <clears throat> not to blow too much smoke, everybody, everybody's asked, but it's it's one of those beers you've, you've got a, a certain level of expectation um, because of who's involved with it
3: Not Mark. Well, we certainly take a pride in the same thing of uh, just making beers that are for drinking one pint after another. You know, that's a a big thing for us as well as for for the Alchemy guys. And I think if you approach anything, any beer with that, you're going to end up with something decent at the end of it. You know, it's one thing to have that first sip and go, oh, yeah, that's decent, but to still you thinking that by, by the end of a pint, and to hopefully go on to another and maybe another. That's when you know you've, you've you've hit the nail on the head brewing wise, and that's what we aspire to for sure. And especially with a beer like this, you know that that's what these beers are all about. 3.8% is your 100% session nailed-on uh, strength, and and uh, and that's what we uh, were aiming for, and hopefully what we've hit. And I think that's right about the softness uh that mark was saying you know that that's a big part of it that that soft smooth thing is something we really try to dial in with every beer uh comes a lot from the glasgow water uh from our end anyway it'd be interesting i've not tried it on cask yet but obviously we did the cans and the kegs at ours and the casks uh alchemy so i'd be interested to try the the cask version and see how uh how it compares because we use the same recipe but you know that doesn't necessarily guarantee it's going to be the exact same beer, so uh, I can't wait to try it. Uh, try it on Castle.
2: Well, if, if I pick, up, if I cut a few cases off on Thursday, um, uh-huh. when I come down, I'll pick up, try and pick up a few cases off you, and we can we can AB them, Mark. On yeah, that
0: would um, That that would be a really good comparison, Callum, A seventy shilling is a a, a still that's right up your fucking street.
4: Indeed, mate. It's uh, I've been waiting for my opportunity to, to dive in and start learning about it. It's, uh, yeah, that, that that whole sixty seventy eight day, um, is as a break my bag It's that that kind of traditional Scottish ale. It's uh, you know I could just drink it all day, and it's it's it'd be it'd be good to get. Obviously, not going to be possible at this stage, but it'd be good to get the three to sort of try. Um, obviously for for maybe for those that don't, uh, you know, don't know that the 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 sort of history around it—it's—it's—it's it's, it's all to do with the—the—the the, the size of the barrels and and all and, and and now but but now it's it's um it's more along the lines of your sixty shillings a lighter, your seventy shillings the heavy, and the the eighty shillings the sort of export strength beer. Um, so that's where you kind of get the differentiation between the three. Um, but I seventy-eight shilling is my is my go-to beer if I see it on cask or keg anywhere. It's getting drunk. So um, yeah, yeah I'll be um, I can't wait to
0: try it as well. You can go on, on the list to find the cask, defo. i bet I think it's that that wee bit that you're saying is really interesting. Like to to try the different the, from the cask and the different versions, that, and just sit there and just see the wee, the little nuances that because there will be a slight difference, a slight difference. But that's the that's the fucking the cool bit about craft beer, isn't it? I mean, you buy a can of tenants in fucking Glasgow, you buy a can of tenants in Edinburgh, and you get it after draft, blah blah blah. They taste the fucking same. It tastes either like fresh water or Ten fucking water. Tin, <laughs> fish, tin fish water, and that's that's coming for somebody who drinks tenants when he goes up the road. Granted, that's only when I got the road because I can't get it in here. But mm. aye, that's the that's the good thing about craft beer. Like it it, you, you having
2: actually your callous I do a moment into
0: aye mate. Nice, <laughs> <bad for> you. <laughs> you Should see me. You should see me. when the rugby's on the, you know the I mean. fucking. I'm on. I'm on <laughs> if, I well could, if I could, if I could, if I could dig up the. The, the fucking tenants and all something ah anyway <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm 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 going off for a
2: as well as an aside as a I'm going off on one as well hold on let me go off on my tangent do you remember <laughs> the advert?
0: yeah
2: talking about are you too uh, young? no no no, 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 no talking about. I was living in London at the time uh, with the I can't even mind who it was at summer. but anyway I, I can remember in my, in my flat in Essex and that, and that coming on, and me sitting in a tin of carling or some other shite like that, and just going, <laughs> oh, "I wish it was more than good." You can't beat that. You can't beat that. Wish I was back uh, Yeah. Right. Fast forward a few years, and and you realise, you realise actually you can. But yeah, marketing—it's <laughs> a powerful thing. It's a powerful thing. Very powerful thing. It's <laughs> those it home <laughs> Anyway, sorry. You. I <laughs> you were in full flow. <laughs> On
1: the beer, like obviously Phil, I know you've had a couple of cans like you say you've drank through I'm getting like a sort of like a savoury kind of sweetness to it as well. I wrote popcorn down and I've kind of scribbled it out because it isn't sweet enough to be popcorn but at the same time that's the the best of my uh, like, I can't kind of put my finger on it but it's like so moorish and it might be the coriander but like you say my uh, taste buds are no way getting into that that's for sure but it's just i've wrote savory sweetness and then i've wrote popcorn and then scored popcorn out and i've wrote biscuits next to it as well i don't i can't i can't put my finger on it but it's it the has, malt
4: mate and that, that's that's what beer. these beers are all about that's ah, what that's about. what you're after is is just is that really complex um bill that that just you know in the absence of well, not in the absence of that's 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 doing it a disservice you know but all these all these these as we spoke about earlier these hazy beers you right. know that they the, the, they fling tons and tons of hops at it in an attempt to try and make it interesting whereas you know, before before hops, like these beers were getting made long before hops and it was the malt and it was a combination of malt that, that brewed an interesting beer and aye, it still it still goes to show that you can brew a phenomenal beer just by having an interesting malt, Bill.
3: 100%. You know, there's some proper quality malt in, in this beer. We use mostly Marisata, which is technically a heritage malt now, uh, but you get a lot of that kind of toasty breadiness from that, and a little bit of biscuitiness, uh, we use aromatic as well, which gives a, a bit more biscuitiness. We put in wheat and oats to sort of fill out the body again to sort of make sure that it wasn't just some kind of weak, insipid thing, and there's a little bit of chocolate in there as well. Not that you get particularly a chocolate flavor, but it just sort of helps again with that complexity and, and helps with the, the lovely color as well. So I get, yeah, I get a sort of toast and almost jam type thing. Uh, totally. I think you get a little bit of orange fruit from the hops. Fruit you know, we've that. not yeah. put tons of hops in there, but there's there's enough hops in there to, to, to do something uh, and, and the Archer is pretty punchy. You don't get an awful lot of herbal or sort of spiciness, which are the her sort of trademarks of traditional English hops, but um, th- there's a bit of that in there as well. Um, but yeah, I get a sort of toast and jam. But the first thing I did write down when I did the tasting notes, uh, was it just tasted the pub. It, You know, you put your nose and you go, oh, that that just smells like the pub, basically. <laughs> uh, or the pub of my youth, anyway. It's just like walking in, maybe without... It smells the sugar, like the end of your shift at the shipyard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's it. We're wandering off into romantic notions a little bit here. But yeah, that, you know, it just smells like a beer, for sure. You know, mm. and that's, I suppose, Malt and a and a touch of hops, but um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's a fairly traditional beer, but there's there's a fairly bit a fairly, you know, good range of stuff going on there.
1: It's really refreshing, like because, and I I'll, I can't wait for the other boys to get a try as well. i like, you know, and I'll, they say grab a couple of cans if possible and. Get or we'll ship one down to France for Gav to try, um, if it travels. Or so you can maybe drop it off on your trip this week, uh, uh when you're heading down, <laughs> Phil.
3: Um, <laughs> maybe a wee bit too. Far. I'm <laughs> not going fat. as far as France. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> Cumbria. Cumbria, is as far as I'm going. I think, yeah. unless I get carried away.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, Gav will put you in touch with a couple of suppliers in Eastbourne, and you can see if you can ship a couple of kegs yeah. down that way when you're heading. Um, yeah.
0: To be fair, I see he down here. I, yeah, I've got one guy who runs a bottle shop not too far away, and he's he's from Aberdeen, and he's he used to work for Dog, unfortunately, and um, he's got a cracking he's got a crack in place, and he's like, who should I buy? And I'm like, need to buy this this person, that person, that person, SDF overtone, like get get all these folk in And he's like, right, okay, okay, he's never fucking done it, mind you. <laughs> I'm
1: gonna say if he does it, then you're on a win. He's not fucking but, done it. You know. But
2: it's have you said to him?
0: Do you know who I am? Well, I've I've did that bit. I've done that and he's like Who? Huh? Oh, like, okay. oh, that's a proper dinghy. That's a cool thingy is,
2: that is,
0: that thingy. is a full on dinghy then. But then funnily enough, uh, tangent tangent I'll come back to that in a sec, Mark. In fact you might even been us, Mark. Remember uh, Aye, you got fucking spotted when we were up in the beer rama.
1: <laughs> Nothing like you no know, the ball guy, the big six foot four ball guy. No no no, we Gav sent me his hat on steaming after we came back for Brew London. Absolute fucking wanker
0: day. <laughs> Are you going for the Fish podcast, is it? Mm, I might be. Who's asking? <laughs> Remember, I was like, who's asking? Oh, <laughs> I thought yeah. I did something. Man. I thought I'd stole something. Which I probably you mean. had
4: stole something. What, I had stole mean, something. You mean, you mean you thought you had
0: been caught? Aye. Something. Aye,
4: that's what I
0: thought. <laughs> you can't hear. Yeah, you can take the boy at the weed, but you can't take the weed at the boy. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Anyway, sorry. Carry that's on. True. But no, for like,
1: we... The, the start of this year... Has been, it's been a bit mad craft beer wise. If you want to think about it, like the we've spoke about it in length before. I'm not diving in, but hype trains start the year. You know, I mean, let's be honest. It's all about the you know the the, the craze for the putty, oh, yeah. the whatever you want to call it, right? And it's uh, like everybody trying to get you know the end of the financial year, and everybody trying like the the other the new releases come out, and it's Triple this and double that, and and it's just really refreshing that we're sitting here having a half an hour, forty minute conversation on one specific beer, and it's a Scottish seventy shilling, and it's complex, it's complex in its simplicity, if that's the like weirdest way to say it, but it's a simple beer, and without doing, he's obviously there is the, the complexities of the mobile and everything but at the heart of it, it is a simple beer and i'm not trying to get in the way for what the guys have made but but it's fucking delicious you might
2: say it's a simple thing <laughs> oh, oh, see you did there. Oh. Oh. right
1: see you later Thank you.
2: <laughs> god, almighty. <laughs>
1: god almighty um and we'll, David, we'll do um, David is cats, a third uh, one. <laughs>
2: Just to inter- cut across you, Mark, I will um get a list of all the outlets that it's been sold to uh, in Cask. Uh, and I'm sure Phil might um provide a list of all the shops that it's available in as well.
0: Alright, send us a list and I'll get a wee I'll get a wee map thing I'm sorted I'll get a wee map thing. Oh that would be even cooler. Jazzed Keep up. Going. That'll take me 10 minutes.
1: I was going to say, let their marketing team do it. They, do they don't
0: do any work for them. Fuck God it. almighty. If there's no thought about them, are not doing their job right. Nah, well, see,
2: that's it. <laughs> you need to be a, a beer finder. A market, marketing team. Marketing team.
1: That's you, David. Is it? No, that's you. Brewer, operations, sales,
2: marketing. No, no, that's, no, 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 no. I'm master of bad ideas. Bingo. Bingo.
1: Oh at least you've taken over for me, so it's fine. Uh,
2: forget 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 <laughs> it of everything.
1: <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> so the simple question after this and it's probably a more important question now is what's next? Is it a, a return leg? Because oh, well There's they've big... done the whole man away on one beer. <laughs> but the plan, the plan... That, and I know that that wasn't the plan, was to go home and away on two different beers. However, is that where we're still landing? Are we going to go again?
3: Uh, we've got an idea well, with us, Lee. We've I think still that, go yeah. in the plan. Oh, Go for it, Phil. Yeah, sorry, Phil, oh, on you go. Well, yeah, no, we, uh, we did, like you say, that the, that was the original idea. We When we were in the pub that time, there was two beers that got knocked about uh, and this was the first one of them. So yeah, we do still have one idea of a past league, but I think it's fair to say we've still got a bit of chatting to do on that. We've we've got the basics of an idea, but I think we can kind of maybe come together and flesh it out a little bit more than than where it is now, you know.
0: So what what yeah. that what the undertone what the undertone, what what game, undertone of um, that is is. We need to have another sesh to just battle uh, <laughs> yeah. at the same idea.
3: <laughs> anyway, yeah.
2: Sorry, David. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go. So we, I think on the on the spreadsheet it says that it's a hazy IPA, and I, I don't know who filled out the spreadsheet. But what's going to happen is Cameron and Phil and possibly myself are going to get together, and it's going to be a sixty. That's <laughs> <laughs> so quite possibly going to happen. I don't know. Um, a hazy sixty. So basically. Um, we do definitely, yeah. I think a hazy sixty, yeah. <laughs> uh, Drive home. I think we'd definitely do the do do it again. Um, but what exactly? I think we've got down June or July for the next launch. So we've uh, got a few months to, to think about it and then and, and execute it. We've not got a date in the diary yet, but you know, I'm sure. Um, Phil's folk talk, talk to my folk and we'll uh,
3: yeah. Well, well get this one worked and out fine down. This and one's worked out
2: well. We can we can come yeah, back um, on again and talk about it, Mark. Yeah. Yeah. Why 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 would you not know it when it's worked out so well? I can quite
3: fuck <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
2: That's that,
1: that's one thing I uh, that, that's the thing I love about it, the whole collab thing is that you say we've came up with something that's mutually beneficial that hits both like both breweries have got an area that they specialise in, so STF, you guys, where you like cans. I know you've you've dipped your toe into the cask water uh, this year in the last couple of months. When I was in the last time, there was mountains of cask compared to the last time I was in, which is obviously great to see. Um, and, you know, and obviously, Elkimer are renowned for their cask beer, so why don't do something that lends to both strengths, but at the same time opens you know it opens STF store to more cash sales especially on the east coast and it puts alchemy's name on a can and in bottle shops on the west coast and you know i mean that's that was that was the thought process behind it when we started you know like, can we can we do something that's you know it's it isn't a Dare I say it's not like a big home run hit where we're trying to take over the, the take over the world with a monster collab that's you know going to mm-hmm. hype hype train it up. But what you're trying to do is take a baby step in the right direction that's going to open up, you know, new business for both breweries moving forward. And
3: well, uh, yeah, and there's that, and I think if you're going to do a collab, you, you want to try and make it in some way soulful and meaningful and reflect. Yeah the personality of the two brands and get under the skin of what we're each into a little bit. And I think we've done that really well with this beer. And I think we'll do that with the next one as well, but it takes a bit of sitting down and just going like, well, what are you into? What are we into? What are we enjoying right now? What do we think's happening? What, you know, what should we do with it? You know, let's, uh, let's find a point in the middle where we're ideally both, learning something uh maybe even teaching one another something that's the best thing about a collab if you can kind of both yeah pass on a bit of knowledge pass on a bit of enthusiasm and passion for a particular thing and then undoubtedly if you can do that then the beer is going to turn out good because you that you know yeah i agree with that
0: i
2: yeah
3: i i that and the guys join
2: over and doing your case. Um I think it was great for them. You know they've they've been using their kit obviously for um since we, certainly since we moved it and the you know we've got there's some challenges there uh, with the kit deal commitment. moment, we're working to resolve it. And, you know, to, to see something and on a slightly smaller scale. You know, see the, the, there's no. It doesn't matter what scale you're operating on; you get challenges. So yeah. when you're big, you know, if you're big, you get you've get challenges. You go to Broughton, you get challenges. You go. It doesn't matter, if, you know, unless you've got a money no object, fully automated closed brewery. Um, you know, then if you do, you still have challenges because the <laughs> automation, will pack packing, a bottle stick and all this kind yeah. of stuff. You know, and and I, I know that from experience as well. So you know, it doesn't matter what scale you're operating on. Um, you get you get different challenges, and it's great for folk to see diverse production methods um, to uh, to help them be thankful for what they have, and also be you know inspirational about what they to have. You know, yeah. to, like, things that like, oh, that's a great yeah, that's a, You know that, that whole learning aspect. Um, yeah, it's it's great, and I know they 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 definitely had a great time.
0: Yeah, it's one. It's one thing that um, sometimes with collaborations it, it can be a bit funny, and the, this one here makes perfect sense. The beer makes perfect sense. The sterling makes perfect sense. It, it 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 speaks to both sides, like we've already said, of of each brewery. But you'd sometimes get, and we've seen it numerous times, and we could name so many breweries. I've got I've got enough of me. I could I could spill it. Who have a a collaboration. And they'll do a collaboration because they're not that good at that style of beer. They're not very good at dark beers, they're not very good at sour, so they'll bring in somebody who is, they'll bring in like a Vault City or somebody to come in and do and do a collaboration with a sour beer, and then it makes it successful, or they'll bring somebody in to do a dark beer and that makes that beer a bit more accessible for that brew who's not very good at it. And like you said, Phil, it's good to get somebody in who may, maybe is good at that to, to get that, that a little bit of knowledge as well, but... For me, from what you've said that, like, and and talking to Mark, who like I said is the orchestrator, um, it's very much a beer that it, that speaks to both both breweries individually and it makes sense individually, but but bringing it together, it makes even more sense. I like it. I was think, it even Was it even well tasting, that, that was that tasting that? I
2: like <laughs> I think what you're saying about playing against the fact that you know. When we were in the first instance, we're going, oh, well, we'll maybe can half of it, and then we'll cast half of it, and you know what? What are we going to do? And then it was okay. Let's just do one at each site. Yeah. <laughs> can we sell? Can we sell? Can we sell a full ca- batch of cast? But you only have to look at Matuga Mark, eh? Yeah. Oh, well, that's it. It was gone in a week. So you know, it, it, we were sort of. Just like yeah, let's let's do it. What
1: what could possibly go wrong? I'm hundred uh, percent. By the way, taking credit for Matuga being on the BBC the last week as well. <laughs> like a hundred percent. I'm I'm going to reach out um, to them with my invoice as well. I, I'm on that. You're thinking of advertising? they're more.
2: advertising on STV?
1: On a, STV, they were on they were on a BBC show the other day, and it was the like the rum, their new uh, their new spice rum, which should be your next cask from them to be fair um as was getting like some award the other day and I'm thinking you know we put we put their beer we put their our, their uh, our beer in their rum barrel and we start selling it and then they get on ITV and people was that and... Rob, was
4: that the, was that the cask that Rum DMC was on
1: Aye, <laughs> ah, right
4: and uh, i i, see, I seen the, i seen the advert on S T V
1: right so I'll, I'll get, I'll drop them. Uh,
2: okay. Um, in terms right. of collaborations, can I just stop the stop the news here? The news here.
0: Fuck you! Done with that?
2: Not, I, I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. This is now all over the fucking iron and board. With that, who? Mm. Duration. Oh, rustic saison explosion. What's mm. it called? It is it called explosion? your pain from earlier. Yeah, I, it's called dropped
3: Bomb. So
2: well, it was mm, LB. Yeah, it's, it's called drop the rustic Bomb. Rustic saison. I'm the, deeply,
1: called,
2: deeply disappointed.
1: I had the I had box. I had a box Generation um, last month in the tail end, and I thought the beers were delicious. To be fair, I do still have a saison in the fridge because, like you all know, that's not really my bag. Um, we'll and I it. feel like a four forty ml can of it is probably going to get wasted on me slightly. Um, but I kind of wonder we want to go and open it now just to go and see. <laughs>
0: maybe you should. Maybe you should. I want to get back. I want to get back to the something. Just well, for is a it a bottle this shape? No, it's not. No, no, ah, no. Can, cans only. Sorry, sorry for. Uh... No, no, no. You're all right. You're all right. You're quite all right. Um, but no, because I, I I, I want to hear about that. But I'll, what I also want to make sure is is people know where they can get hold of this beer at the moment. Like I said, I'll I'll sort out um, getting stuff out there. Um, the social media world where where you can get it, but for people who don't listen to the podcast, which is a fucking outrage, um, if they don't listen to the podcast which, let's be fair, probably half of them don't, um, where can they get the beer? If they What's have the it?
4: point in saying it if they don't listen to the podcast? Ah, who's going well, to well the
0: folk that are listening, shut up, you. I said that I said that <laughs> right, I said that. Well, I Bruma, it I'm not no editing it out because that just makes more work for myself. No day
1: Oh Oh, man, how I do not miss
0: you. <laughs> <laughs> gentlemen. where's the best place to get the beer then? Phil, from your end?
3: Uh from our end it's all our usual kind of places. So in Glasgow, We Beer Shop, Valhalla's Go, Good Spirits, Um those uh, Grunt and Growler, uh, all those kind of independent all stars. Same over in Edinburgh, uh the usual suspects, cork and cask, appellation, uh yeah, all the all the places that uh, against the grain, um, those kind of places. Uh we've actually had a couple of inquiries for the keg i'm gonna be putting a keg into stereo in glasgow oh, and good. i think maybe mother superior in edinburgh and for your transatlantic listeners we're actually sending a quarter of the cans over to california so Shut the fuck up uh, oh yes yeah it's,
4: taking it's over tomorrow, the world baby
3: that is in the fuck. west coast west coast 70 it's the brand okay. new style
1: can we do a, can we do a yeah. swap? Can you, they send over some proper West Coast IPAs and <laughs> we'll send over some 70s? We'll do.
3: Yeah, I, I'll ask We'll cool. send the pallet back with a, a load of other stuff on it. Yeah, that's yeah that awesome. is really cool. Yeah, how, how did that so, come about? It came about from a, just a speculative sending some samples to an importer over there, basically. Obviously, it wasn't a sample of the 70 because it wasn't brewed at that time. It just yeah. sent A bunch of stuff that we'd done recently and they came back and said okay let's put a palette together and we sent another list of what we were going to have around about now and um, obviously the 70 being on there I think was a a no-brainer because they were looking to get things that reflected where it had come from so that was probably the first one on the list for them I would think but yeah it's really cool to be sending that's
0: cool as fuck
3: yeah
1: god i am on fire boys i know shut up you
0: (laughs) 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 i'm gonna drag your fucking feet back to the floor.
1: nah uh, i'd fuck all i'm happy to say i'd fuck all i do it like but i think it's just it shows it shows how like international like beer is in a way isn't it you know that because i remember being in you know Italy and all the rest of it and seeing Scottish ales in
0: in bottles you seen, and you know. You seen Tenants Export on a fucking vending machine.
1: I did see tenants export on a vending machine. what was
0: Tenant's
4: Super, wasn't it? Super was it?
1: Seven point eight percent on a vending machine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you could buy it at any point of the day. But for you know, for you know, a small Glasgow brewery to be able to ship a pallet of stock to california for people to enjoy you know and like 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 we've mentioned before phil like you're renowned for traditional british beer not just scottish beer you know because you do a lot of Mm -hmm. like you know your burton ipa and you know Mm -hmm. and but you it's still mixed with you know you still kind of lean heavily into sort of like you know belgian styles and european like Mm -hmm. style beer as well you know so you're mixing sort of you know, traditional British with, you know, traditional European and, and that's where you can allow. And for that style of beer to be, like, for there to be a demand in America, you know, or for anywhere for that matter, I think it's just phenomenal. So, no, but massive. I interest. think that's
3: true. I think almost, certainly Scottish styles probably get more love in places like America than they do in Scotland. If you take away your sort of just everyday McCurant Export drinker. Uh the beer scene in Scotland, I think, massively overlooks its native styles. I think the sixties, seventies, eighties and nineties are massively underappreciated for what they can be, because everybody just thinks that they are these kind of macro-produced, boring mm-hmm. things that their granddad drinks. And they're brilliant styles. Um, like uh, Otherworld just done a, a 90, which I had on cask in Cool Yard, last week and that was delicious and more to the point over in the states i think the kind of homebrew revolution where almost modern craft beer began they've never not brewed scottish styles and yeah. people like ron pattinson and his books that go into endless detail about the whole yeah. history of scottish brewing they're revered and people <laughs> constantly are, are, are making their creation you know we heavy isn't a a, a sort of Niche thing in the states. Yeah. Everybody knows what a wee heavy is, and if you're a home brewer, you've probably brewed a few of them. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's just in Scotland and England, uh you know, they're they're just massively overlooked and underrated. So that uh, thing is like, it's,
0: what we what we good at? We're good at doing this. Ah, fuck it, I'm not good at it because we when, yeah. we're, known, we're, known, we're known for it, so we're just going to avoid it completely. And then, like you said mm-hmm. over there, they're like, oh, I'm like, I'm a quarter Scottish. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. Yeah. The funny thing is,
1: like you mentioned, Phil, though, from a homebrew point of view, you know, mm-hmm. grain is the cheapest item, you know, like that you can buy, Ooh, like, you know, the so yeah, other, yeah, yeah. Than, other than the water. But, like, I suppose in the mm-hmm. States, they probably have to buy their water as well. But, like, so <laughs> the grain is the cheapest bit. And if, when that, like we said before, is. The key ingredient in terms of creating flavour and balance, that is that it's such a great homebrew tool to mix and match and, and experiment mm-hmm. without. Like Calman, oh, testify. That's like God, we spent unteen like on money on wee bags of hops to try and make IPAs and nipa's and Doubles and all the rest of it. And it's you know, what's I'm, the best
4: beer? What's the best beer that I've made? Your belly's. Yeah. 70, Billy's, Billy's eighty shilling is 80. the best is the best beer that I've made and right. it won the homebrew kit. it's the eighty shilling. Yeah. yeah, It's simple, isn't Marisota, it? Marasol, caramel, and and a wee bit of roasted, and that's it. I know
1: it's phenomenal. So, and I think, I, to be honest with you, and I, I've kind of said this the last couple of weeks. I think. People's palates are kind of like, in the way that the the whole beer industry is at the moment in terms of like cost effective, like brewing and people looking at GP and margin and all yeah. the rest of it. You know, it's super important that you can make quality beer, but still make it. I'm not saying cheaply, but I'm saying like cost effectively. I think. No, so but I think we've
0: good. had we've had these conversations over the last couple of weeks and and no. even the start of the year, and we've, we've said. The these styles that are cheaper to make, I, 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 honestly, I I I'll put my head in the stone for this. I think over the next couple of years they're going to become more popular just because of well, what's happening with DRS and advertising and blah blah blah, and the shit show that we're we're kind of, we're getting dealt at the moment. I think these style these styles that people maybe are not drinking now are going to become more popular just because they're they're going to be easier for brewers to make them and they're going to be cheaper. Going to be able to make a wee bit more money off. Well, maybe not a wee bit more money, but <laughs> money in general. After them, um, I wouldn't be surprised if these sixty seventy gallons and more traditional style beers are going to become more popular because it's probably going to be the only thing that brewers can make that they can make a wee bit of money from.
1: Not <inaudible> bad, Because
0: we're in a fucking shit show as it is. We're only going to get worse, sadly.
2: I would agree. As much yeah, as we try, like as, to know as, as much as we it. I've seen you, I've I seen you, I
0: seen you furious, furiously going through your computer there, David.
2: Yeah, I had to log in. To log in. <clears throat> anyway, so anyway. you can get it at, or you could have got it at, because it may be all sold out. <laughs> but it was still, the clock, the clock worked. Bannerman's, the Rickerton Bennett's Station Hotel, Larbert, Settle, Hill, Settle Inn, Stirling the Harbour Bar, the Grey Horse, the Cumberland. And it was at the Fourth Valley Ale Festival last weekend as well, but nice. that's gone, obviously. Black Cat, Cambridge Bar, Bank, Aikman's, and St Andrews, Abbotsford, Scotia Bar, the Raven, Froth and Flame, uh, not gone, Flame yet. It's Thursday. Uh, Four Mary's, Cafe Royal, Bull and Pay Barney Castle. Edinburgh, that was nice. April sorry, March and it wasn't also, on at the uh, four Robbie's, the, the Old Belt, the Golden rule. <laughs> <laughs> that must be finished then, or not on <laughs> the Doublet the Tapit Hen, the Burn and the Old Hundred
0: Nice, nice, like I said so um, send, send those are the places the that table. you might be able to get it no send bother. us over there. send us a list and we'll get that up on social media pages so um for the people that don't listen to the podcast on the web.
2: Excellent. Get them get them all tagged in get all those get all those great guys tagged in cuz they'll be probably the first to be offered it Well, probably they will be the first outlets to be offered the
0: next month. Makes, Makes sense definitely. Um Phil, from to yourself for hours,
2: to thank them from thank them for
0: their support. I 100% definitely Phil, from yourself, from your side, from SDF side. Um, obviously, we've got this fantastic bit that we've been talking about, but what else have you got in the pipeline at the moment and what should we do uh, We've
3: got, to? we're actually swinging completely the opposite way to what we've just been talking about and doing loads of <laughs> IPAs <Asia>, with Idaho 7, <laughs> El Dorado and all that stuff. Uh, we're doing a couple of collabs with Jake up front. Um, we did one last week and we're doing one this week. Uh, the first one was like a weak IPA. Tomorrow's is like a double stroke, triple IPA, depending on how strong it ends up being. Uh, and they're both using his um, Nectar yeast that he's used a few times before. Uh, we're doing a collab with Campervan, which is the sour IPA, kettle sour IPA. which uh, awesome. Patrick, who is a head brewer at Campervan, and I, we were both at Harriet watt together, and we did this in my shed when we were both students and homebrewers and ended up winning a homebrew competition so we've talked about recreating it ever since and so that I'm really looking forward to doing that, that's next week as well Uh, yeah we've got our IPA that we've brewed before, we're doing that again, in fact that's already in the tanks, yeah we've got into a world of IPA after having talked about (laughs) how great multi beers are we're going completely the opposite way like you said, zag when you're zigging, you know.
0: Exactly, 100. Yeah, percent why stick? Yeah. Why stick to the fucking zing? You know I mean, exactly. do the do the, do the different to what everyone else is doing, and you'll stand out from the crowd. 100. Uh, percent Make sure you go to simplethingfermentation.com. Um, dot com com. I was, ah. right the first I was right the first time .com and make sure you can check out the list of beers uh, from Phil that are coming out uh, we'll get uh, David's list of new beers that are coming out in a second I want to find out about Callan's beer because I've just noticed you've got something new in the vessel and it looks fucking lovely, Or oh, shit
4: no I mate, mean, this is uh, something else so we're speaking all night about simple beers and and you know Great recipes and and all this kind of stuff. This is uh, this is definitely not simple. Um, this is uh, one of the beers from my Wonder Beyond box um, that's been hanging about in the fridge for uh, a few weeks, oh, and life. it's called Buffalo Buffalo. Um, and it's a an Imperial Milkshake IPA with blueberries. Oh, yeah. So I just spell Buffalo. We know B U F O B U F O. And uh, so we know, we know my thoughts on milkshake IPAs. I tend, I tend to kind of avoid like the plague, mm-hmm. um, but this is different. It's kind of like it's like a boozy Sunday. Um, it's twelve percent, so it's it, it's got that heft that that kind of eliminates that sickly horrible sweetness that you, uh. that you you know, if you if you go for like a four or five, six percent milkshake IPA, that that kind of artificial even though it's probably not artificial, but it tastes out of that sort of artificial sweetness, it's even though it's got lactose in it, it's it's substantial. It's really, really thick and juicy. It's ripe fruits, um vanilla, um a, a tiny, tiny, tiny wee bit of tartness that Takes the edge off the lactose, um, and and just booze all day, and it's fucking tremendous. <laughs> it's
0: right. That's what yeah, that's what you want from a beer. It's just fucking tremendous. I'm I'll, I'll agree. I'll agree with you, Cal. Milkshake IP I stay clear of because they're normally shit. Um, they're normally like you said, Cal, that kind of sickly thing. And you just go, yeah. It's not really a beer. It's not really ice cream. It's not really a milkshake. So, no thanks. Um. And the, you get halfway through it and you're like... Well, the uh, name
2: was kind of amusing to me. Mono Mono. Sorry. I was just going to say, the um, the name was quite amusing to me. There was a the guy I went to school with whose nickname was Buffo. <laughs> big, fat, big, big, big ugly fat fucker. <laughs> Shit, he's got, he's got a beer. He's got a beer, fuck.
0: He's made a beer. Um, and they, they, the,
2: the, 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 apparently they hosted for ownerless. Anyway. <laughs>
0: From your side, from Elchemy's side, um, what should we keep our eyes out
2: for? I obviously, keep, yourself, keep your eyes open for the next uh, simple things, collaboration. Uh, but we're hoping, uh, obviously, uh, there should be another Matuga um, collaboration in the pipeline as well. Uh, we're doing, uh, well, not so much in Elchemy, but in Broughton. Uh, Broughton is getting the wooden cask, from the nice. Renfrew Ale Festival. Nice. And they'll be filling that with old jock and maturing that. So that'll be a, an exclusively matured uh, old jock from the wood at the, uh, I think it's at the Paisley Ale Festival or the Glasgow day. I think it's Glasgow. Yeah, baby. Anyway, can't remember, but I'll find out and we can mm. put it in the notes. Uh, but yeah, so that, that'll be that. Um, we've also got some interesting things coming with um, blood orange. Oh. And mangoes. Uh, which isn't a, collaborative, it's a uh a, One of Cameron's fantastic um, trial brews that we're scaling up, um, and uh, yeah, so that's that's it for the moment. Now, we've got we've got plenty of ideas. Um, but we're, with everything that's going on in the group, there's an awful lot of moving parts, and you know we don't want sort to of commit to things too much further down the line. Um, in case they don't happen.
0: Yeah, that makes sense, makes sense. Perfect. Makes perfect, then. But um, you can obviously check the social media pages. Uh, Obviously, head over to lkme.beer, the website, or the Broughton site as well. Either one of the three breweries, you can go and check out their website and see what's new uh, on the list. And like I said, head over to simplethingsfermentation.com for all the latest beers. While you're at it as well, you may as well head over to social media and like, follow and share both in fact, all four, come to think about it, uh, breweries <laughs> on social media. I say that and I'm like, oh, there's, there's actually there's three under that group now. So go and check out all the breweries uh, on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter while you're at it. So you may as well type in for the Beerfish Podcast and you can like and follow and share all the content while you're at it wherever you listen to this podcast. Uh, feel free and subscribe, hit the ding a ling a link to be notified of all the latest episodes why would you want to miss one of these bad boys every single week, doing it for five years Jesus fuck how are we still doing this? I don't know I've actually I've actually hit my, my table that hard I've actually knocked my, my camera out would you believe oh, um, so, the way it was, mate. I'm I excited a <laughs> <Okay, you pick. laughs> well played uh, show your official support by heading to patreon.com forward slash beer fridge podcast. We can get yourself some exclusive content and some homebrew at some point um, from the guys. In fact, I might I might crack up my homebrew kit at one, but it's just been sitting there for a, about a year. Do it. Uh, ah fuck it. Why not? Why not? Uh patreon.com forward slash beer fridge podcast. Gentlemen, it's been an absolute pleasure. Loved having you all on on the podcast uh, this evening from myself, MD Callum. Uh <laughs> Appreciate you having you on, Phil and David, and until next time, cheer bye.